Fraser House. Welcome to this episode 142. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. And we're back. It's the off season, guys. A lot of stuff is happening, Bobby's but I know. You, yeah, we don't have to. We don't have Bobby's, to dwell Bobby's on that. We're, we're, we don't have to dwell. Let's go. I do. I wanted. I wanted to want it. Right, what if I want right. to dwell on it? This is this is like sixty percent of my notes. Bobby's back. This, this is Where has time. Bobby been? Is Bobby okay? Has Bobby? <laughs> it's Bobby true. Uh, I actually. Did I get a new haircut. I prepared for about well, like two weeks ago. Minutes of Bobby talk. <laughs> what you 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 put aside that much? That's way yeah. too much. That's too much, yeah, that's a lot. guys. You just need two minutes. I've been fine. I'm back. I did get a haircut last two weeks ago, so maybe I mean I need a new it. one soon. Um, well, yeah, you know, you're on the inside when it comes to the haircut uh, information. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's it. And then we, I do the one thing I did. Uh, f- I feel bad about is because uh, I was so busy that day. I almost forgot about MLS Cup. Did you really? Yeah, and I didn't. I did. I like. Re- I realized it was on already. Like at halftime. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. You <laughs> yeah. really forgot about it. Dang. Because yeah, yeah. like me, I had, uh, I think I, I mentioned it uh, last week or I mentioned it to you guys for sure, is that uh, my older son had a soccer game at the exact same time. But then um, their playoffs started on Thursday, but it was pouring rain Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So they rescheduled the playoff game to to saturday night at like eight o'clock so i was like oh my god that clears out the schedule for mls cup so Mm uh the 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 little one andrew had his game in the morning and then we did stuff we came home we were um uh started decorating for christmas and uh, so i was like okay i get to watch mls cup and then we're gonna go to the to, to donovan's game and so i watched most of mls cup but i started tinkering with my like home theater setup Again, like re- like changing, fixing wires and doing this and that. So I was just kind of half paying attention to, to MLS Cup. So I was kicking myself. I'm like, man, I set this time aside so that I could do this. Yeah. So I could watch the game. But, you know, I, don't yeah. know. I had I had my. Well, I mean, look, that's what happens when what the finals like two weeks after like all the games or something like that. You forget. But, um, yeah, I completely forgot. I was with my nieces the whole day. My nieces and nephews, they were at my house the whole day. And then and then when we were we went out to dinner, that's when I remembered. So I kind of watched the second half on my phone while we, while I was eating some steak fajitas. Um, nice. But uh, by that time, I mean it just it just looked like Atlanta controlled everything, and it didn't never it never looked like Portland was going to get back into it. So it, it never it, did. Like Portland, it just seemed, Portland it seemed just controlled. Did. It just seemed controlled to me. That's why I was just watching it. Like yeah, okay. And then, of course, I'm not listening with sound, so I can't, like, feel anything. Mm. So. Uh, Louis, did you watch any of it? I watched all of it. Oh. Well, all right. Oh, hey. <laughs> Someone did his job. There was a meme that I saw on Twitter. Um, I guess it was. It said, when, when, when your girl wants to hang out, and then you tell her, or you, or you say the MLS Cup is on, but your girl want to hang out, and then, like, there's a pic. The second picture is of like a girl being pushed out of the car, and I, I, I showed it to my girlfriend, and then she just kind of laughs. And then I don't know if she just did it on purpose or not, but then she said like she wanted to go out to dinner, like in the first half of MLS Cup, and I'm like, all right, well, y- you can wait. <laughs> yeah, like the game's like, yeah. game's not over. You want to get pushed out of the car? <laughs> and then she just laughed. She's like, oh. Wait, that's really happening? Like, yes, that's really happening. <laughs> hey, man, she's looking, up. 
She's lucky that was, that didn't have some uh, some Copa Libertadores vibes to it. It was just a game that would never end, right? <laughs> but so, Lewis, you got to see you got to see the the, the MLS three point Tifo that Atlanta yeah that Atlanta put up. You got to see uh, Malia Emma sing the sing the national anthem again, um, which is which I thought was wonderful. I thought, man, in a year that the Galaxy was so bad in, a, in, in such a memorable year, I would say probably two out of the the top three moments of uh, the entire MLS year was gal- was involved with the Galaxy. It was Zlatan's goal against LAFC, and it was Malia Emma singing the national anthem at uh, the LA Galaxy game. Like I, I would say, those are probably the top two moments of the MLS season. I would be yeah. I would have to agree to that. Uh, definitely the, the the Zlatan thing, but. Yeah, I would have to agree that uh, Malia Emma singing the national anthem. I mean, look how big she got just after that happened. Yeah, uh, she, 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 she's she blew up real quick. Um, you know, she was on like talk shows. She's she, on tour like, she, all, like she since did. then. Since since that I, day, it almost she's seems, been constantly yeah, it almost on seemed, tour. Yep, uh, singing like NBA games. I'm not sure if she hit the NFL yet, uh, and then sings at the uh, MLS Cup. And then she, uh, I guess they asked her, uh, you know. Who were you rooting for? And she's like, I'm a Galaxy fan. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. so, uh, so <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, got to give the the respect to her. And uh, but yeah, uh, another wonderful, wonderful performance, and uh, stole the show before it even happened. Uh, so yeah, uh, a wonderful little piece of um, of uh, let's call it history because she did like you know, it's always gonna uh, live on forever. For sure. And then, For sure. uh, and then Atlanta made a little bit of their own history. So, um, <laughs> man, just, Atlanta United uh, two two goal two two zero win uh, for MLS Cup. Like Bobby said, it, it didn't really look like Portland was ever going to get into the game. Uh, I never thought they were going to even before the game, to be honest. Yeah, um, but it's you never know. It's a one off. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I think Portland did a a pretty decent job in the first half as far as kind of killing off any sort of real attack that Atlanta could have uh, built up. I think that they they did a good job in clogging up that midfield and forcing them to play wide and or uh, you know forcing them to play down the middle, and um, it, it it worked for a good period of time. The, the problem is that if Atlanta were to score, it would force Portland to open up. A little bit more and that would be advantage Atlanta but um, I think it was uh, I guess you could say it's half a mistake but it was really good pressure on Atlanta to cause you know that that scramble in the back and then uh, um, ball goes to Joseph Martinez who looked like he's a mile offside but he's actually a mile onside yeah. <laughs> and and uh, and uh, you know finishes it off and I think that I think right there you got to figure you know what that's that's pretty much all she wrote because, again, if Portland opens up, it actually benefits Atlanta more, and the, the onslaught could have could have come. I think the closest that that Portland ever got was maybe about a few minutes later. Uh, there was just a free header right in front of goal, and Gusan was able to just uh, oh, that's right. to to, to bat yeah. it away. I I think if that goes in, you might see a completely different ball game oh, sure. in the second half, but. Um, it didn't, and you know, it forced Portland to open up just a little bit more. And uh, by that time, I think Atlanta was already in full control. And I think only a, I don't want to say a miracle, but um, you're definitely probably only going to get one opportunity to score. Um, and Portland didn't. And I, 
I think with the second goal, I think that was just a nail in the coffin. Atlanta deserved it. Uh, they, they were the best team uh, the, the entire year. It was Red theirs Bulls. to lose from the beginning mm, the, of the season. The, the, the Red Bulls would beg to differ. I would say that they were the best team. They they won the Supporter, <laughs> Supporter Shield, Shield and broke the and broke the MLS points record. And they would but, trade but, all that for what Atlanta did. Yeah, indeed they would. Indeed they would. Um, so. You know, congratulations yeah, I mean, to them, and, but congratulations you know, to our pod friends too, uh, uh, Kelly Francis and and uh, Jay Riddle and and uh, some of the other people. Dan Gargan, obviously former Galaxy player, Dan Gargan, he's over there. Um, they did it in front of seventy three thousand. Yeah, a record attendance for uh, for MLS game. I mean, it was a memorable year all, all around for for Atlanta, and it's it's. It's amazing to think that this team is only in its second year of existence, and it almost seems like they have been a flagship of MLS for significantly longer. And uh, what they've done down there, as far as you know, um, fan support. As far, I mean, you look at what happened after with the parade. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody, and I don't think any other MLS team has, you know, merited or warranted a a parade. And uh, Atlanta did it, and it's it's incredible to think that they were able to pull that off. I don't think anybody believed that soccer would work in the South, and yep. they proved everybody Not wrong. Like this, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the only the person the only person that really did believe was Arthur Blank, and um, I, I have to say that when they handed Arthur Blank the trophy, um, I know this happens a lot in in every sport where like you hand the owner the trophy. And they get to lift it first, even though they didn't really win the thing. You know, it's the players that won it. But I feel like uh, deservedly, Arthur Blank got to lift the trophy first. And I mean, because without him, like, there's no way that any of this stuff happens. No, it's true. I mean, the, the, the guy had a goal and a vision. And the guy seems like he genuinely cares about the team. He mm-hmm. actually wants to put a good product onto the field. And he cares about what the fans think and how they experience the game uh, in that stadium uh, with that team and it shows um, and you know unlike a certain organization that uh, I used to admire um, <laughs> but you know it's it's people ask you know that this is the blueprint for what it takes to win an MLS now like you know what exactly do you have to do I was like well I mean, obviously, it's easier said than done, but not everyone is even willing to do or attempt that. It's like, well, spend your money wisely, care about the team, and care about the fans. It's actually, technically speaking, not that difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, but if you win, but if you win MLS Cup, you you better make sure that your players take it, take uh, the cup to, uh, you know, the the local strip club. That was awesome. Well, Atlanta <laughs> has to be Atlanta. I mean. They got to be true to who they are. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm actually wondering. I'm like, when I saw that, I was I was actually very ashamed, only because I was like, yeah, because I was like, why the hell have I not taken my balls and beer trophy over there? (laughs) Like, why have I not gone to a fucking strip club with my balls and beer trophy? Because that would actually really be sad, Lewis, if you took your balls (laughs) and beers trophy to a strip club by yourself and try to get the girls to dance over it. That would be sad. (laughs) <laughs> this is my life, Bobby. This is my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 
the Philip the Philip A. Anschutz Trophy ends up at uh, Magic City, Atlanta's most famous strip club, and, uh, and and you know, like I said, like I said earlier, that MLS Cup is going to be finding glitter on it for you know years to come. Like it's gonna <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna dazzle and shine for years and years. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you 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 know you you wash it out really good before you drink beer out of it or or champagne out of it again in the future. <laughs> oh man, that was that was that was pretty great. But um, yeah, uh, Lewis, like you said, congratulations to Atlanta. I mean, certainly they they deserved it. Hopefully, that is the last MLS team that wins the, uh, a trophy in their second year. <laughs> um, but uh, but but certainly uh, they 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 are the blueprint for for going forward and and don't don't act like they they haven't missed that because they have certainly seem to have uh, you know they spent their money wisely but they also spent eighteen million dollars on Ezekiel Barco who is at best a bench player and hey that's at at least a coach uh, Tata Martino uh, who goes off with the trophy has has the the sense to say you know this guy doesn't work for my team i'm gonna put him on the bench so you know he's not forced to put their you know his guy that guy out there uh every single game so uh, and again that and again that goes to a a blueprint that works you know that you're simply because you paid a lot of money for a player doesn't necessarily mean that you are obligated and forced to play that player he you was know also, if, if it didn't work out he was also out, not a player that's so he was also not. He wasn't a player that was selling the thousands and millions of jerseys. That's a whole other thing, too. I mean, I'm, I'm well, on your I side mean, too, Lewis. But you also, but you, this is all also a business. So these teams need to make money, and they need to and they need to pay their players. So it's hey, a balance. Have, it's a back and forth. Hey, they've got Almiron jerseys. Hey. They got Martinez jerseys. No, I, I know. Mean, that's it, why. It's... That's why I'm saying he, he wasn't <laughs> such a. He wasn't a problem pulling him off the pulling him off the field. Because it's just, just I, like he's not someone that was yeah, that, but, that that hardcore in in the in but that, what have in I, way. But what have I always said about, you know, finding a no name uh, compared to finding a big name? Is it literally, is it just jersey sales? Because you can make a name for yourself. Nobody really knew who Agnidon was until he came here and took the league by storm. Well, and he wasn't anybody. He became, until he made, he and made just it Joseph Martinez is, an, is, is another, yep. is another, uh, uh, you know, a, a player like that, that he wasn't like as well known as say a Zlatan or a Rooney, but he made, they, they made names for themselves and they became, you know, Atlanta, you know, city legends. Uh, um, so, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. You know, come over here, make a name for yourself, sell the jerseys, then market it that way. I'm all about that. And again, it, it, it goes to the blueprint and, you know, uh, it, it turns out that uh, Andrew Carlton, Violated team policy the night before MLS Cup, did not attend dress or uh, any was anywhere near the stadium for that final, and he wasn't even there for the celebration or the parade. Apparently, the guy really likes to party, so he was out party the night before. And, oh, he was uh, too messed up. I, I don't know if he was too messed up, but They're he like, puts nope. he puts it on uh, social media, and uh, I mean, you know. Not smart kid, not smart. Yeah, Loses out on the final, and so. But again, it goes to show that yeah. hey, you know what? Tata Martino ran a tight ship. There was no BS Absolutely. in there. You know, it. Th- that's the way it's supposed to be. And yeah, so, getting um, getting banned from the team is not just reserved to you know trying to sleep with your teammates' uh, girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, like I said, bra- bravo to that organization, and uh, you know, you got to tip your hat to them. Yeah, you can't you you can't hate on that. So. Well, um, 
let's uh, let's talk about the expansion draft a little bit because that took place earlier today. Uh, Cincinnati is trying to build their organization, and uh, and so there was a couple of uh, players that they they went out to go pick up. So uh, number one in the expansion draft. Uh, they they chose uh, Cincinnati chose Darren Maddox from DC United. A, good uh, a guy, yeah, I think yeah, exactly. I think a guy who um, was maybe a little hard done when Rooney came on. I mean, granted, Rooney is you know has uh, turned out to be spectacular, but this is a guy who went to DC looking for minutes, um, earned his place, was doing pretty well. But then when Rooney comes in. You know, he off to the bench he goes, and and he was playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. So now he gets to go to Cincinnati, he gets to start new, um, and uh, he's partnered up there with uh, Fernando Adi mm. uh, into the future. Uh, the next pick was Kai Kamara, but he was immediately traded to Colorado for an international spot. Mm. Um, the number three pick was Roland Lama from Dallas, and uh, I think this is probably the best pickup of the bunch. Uh, uh, left-sided winger, uh, really fast, and, uh, and and like I said, probably the most talented from from the bunch that they picked here. Uh, Eric Alexander from Houston, uh, who I immediately went, um, who? Because this guy has been a role player on a bunch of different teams over, over his MLS career. I think he'll continue to be that. Uh, and then the last pick was Hassan Nadam from the Red Bulls, a defender. No LA Galaxy players were picked. So Cincinnati is now, you know, starting to build their their squad. Um, it looks like a bunch of guys who are, like I said, role players. Um, so far, I think um, the like only real... The grind kind of guys. Yeah, exactly. The only real uh, standouts that they have right now are obviously Fernando Adi, um, they picked up Greg Garza earlier today uh, a in a, that's a, very that's, a, that's a decent signing. And they also picked up Kendall Waston from Vancouver, which I think is also a good pickup for them. So, um, you know, they're not going to blow the doors off of anybody. Um, they're looking more like the Minnesota than they are the Atlanta. Mm. So, well, yeah, I mean, if you're putting either or, yeah. But I mean, I think they're going to be a little stronger than what Minnesota came off. They look, they it look, they look like it, it looks like more of a a a, a, a team with experience. Yeah, that's important. That's important, especially if they're going to bring up a lot of the USL guys, like uh, uh, like they've said mm-hmm. they would. Do to fail. <laughs> Wooden spoon, and I'm calling it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what is what I'm calling it right now. It, th- Orlando, these are gonna be- Orlando City still plays in this league, Lewis. So- I uh, th- th- this is this is true. I don't think I'll just tell you right now. Gonna I be am bad too next year as well. I am <laughs> doubling. Like th- th- this is like well, there's going to be so many records broken. I'm going to be doubling down every Cincinnati game. <laughs> just straight up, I'm saying it right now. I want to see how that goes. All right. Yeah, I want to see how that goes. Please, please. Cincinnati <laughs> wins the supporter oh. shield. Fuck. Oh wow, that blew my mind. <laughs> I would just rip up my MLS <laughs> expert card and just throw it in the air. I'll just yell I would at first the have screen to make go, an expert card. I'll, I'll, yell, I'll yell at the screen and go, what is this? <laughs> MLS 3.0, baby. Um, okay, so uh, let's let's move on to the next thing. And uh, Lewis, I'm going to take your advice that you gave me last week. I'm going to put the, the the unfortunate thing up up at the front of the show so we can work our way back from that. Uh, you know what the sad thing is, is that most of the show is going to, the rest of the world 
way is the unfortunate part. So technically, <laughs> you're still ending on it. It's, it's a, a very disagree. different. Disagree. It's, it's it's very different levels of unfortunate. Okay. Yes. Um, you may you may continue. So Kevin Baxter and uh, and and others have now uh, reported that uh, Siggy Schmidt, former LA Galaxy head coach, is in the intensive care unit at uh, UCLA UCLA Medical Center. Um, the uh, the the word from Kevin Baxter is that he is awaiting a heart transplant. Obviously, Siggy's health was a big issue last year, even though that's not the reason he left the Galaxy. Uh, um, it's you know anybody with eyes could see that Siggy wasn't the healthiest person in the world. Um, so now, hopefully, he's he's recovering from whatever it is that that's going on. Um, although reports are that it it is a serious issue. Um, we we want to say that we hope Siggy recovers. We wish him nothing but the best for him, his family, you know, and hopefully a, a much longer um, stay in this world than uh, than he's than he's been through right now. Yeah, yeah. It it was uh, kind of a kind of a shock to hear. I think this was Monday morning. I yesterday morning. That uh, he was in the hospital, read read that on the way to work, and you know the the elephant in the room was you know Siggy was a large man. Chances are it had something to do with his weight, something to do with his heart. You know, I'm thinking I was thinking heart attack. I was thinking uh, David had mentioned maybe even high blood pressure, and uh, you know there was nothing coming out during the day until later that evening until when Kevin Baxter said, "Oh, you know he's he's in the ICU right now," and uh, you know the the they're not releasing his condition, which made made me believe. Well, if it was something serious like that, it, it's the fact that there wasn't any more grim news is good, uh, I, or as good as it's going to get, and so that, that was something to be to be thankful for. And then, of course. Uh, it came on later on the podcast that he had been in the hospital for a couple of days. It wasn't just Monday. He had been in the hospital for a couple of days, a couple of days, and that apparently he was in a medically induced coma awaiting that heart transplant. So, yes, it was very, very serious. And, you know, regardless of how you felt about him and his style and the decisions that he made, um, especially in the second stint as Galaxy coach, uh, you know, you can throw the game out the door now. This is completely different. A man is fighting for his life. And he's one of us. He's one of, you know, regardless of how you felt about it. And he, he was, you know what? What do we say? Once a G, always a G, and there it is. I mean, the, the entire league ha- has rallied behind him, and, and including Portland fans. So, yeah, we we, we wish uh, we wish our coach, uh, uh, you know, all the well wishes that we can possibly uh, give out, and we hope that he has a speedy recovery and everything turns out as um, as good as it possibly can get, because. Um, it's it's really sad to hear when you know it's not something you ever want to hear. It's just one of those depressing things in life that you know just sucks. Bobby? All right, no, you guys you guys uh, co- uh, covered it all. We can move on. All right, so um, let's get to actual galaxy news because wait, 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 good wait, wait, God wait. today. Hold on, hold on, yes. hold on, yes. hold on, hold on, hold on. I need a. Let's go. Okay. 
because today certainly was Galaxy News Day. Good God. There is so much to digest from, from the stuff that was going on today. First and foremost, the, the, the really, really positive thing. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has agreed to new terms with the Galaxy, uh, likely making him a DP. AC Milan's uh, manager, Leonardo, confirmed a few days ago that they were chasing Zlatan and not the other way around. However, talks broke down after the Galaxy were able to meet his demands. So it came out today. Yeah. So it came out today that, uh, um, that the Galaxy have indeed met his demands and are likely going to make Zlatan ATP. So that means a couple of different things. That means that we are either going to be able to buy down uh, Roman Alessandrini's contract with Tam, or we're going to get rid of a DP, if not more than one DP. So there's a lot of things going around. There's a lot of speculation. Uh, the Galaxy obviously are shopping uh, John. I'm sorry, uh, Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, it, it remains to be seen whether or not uh, Jonathan is part of that package. Uh, no, n- Nothing has been said about Roman other than the fans really coming out and saying, I hope it's not Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is uh, when I heard that. I think this story broke before um, anything else with the exception of the GM. Coach, uh, no, the coach, uh, the, the previous night that we'll eventually get to. But this morning it came out uh, and it was reported by uh, several uh, reporters that Zlatan did sign a new deal uh, with the Galaxy. And if he got any raise whatsoever, it would automatically make him a DP, uh, mean that he was he was already at the max uh, amount of money that you could be making without being a DP player. So no matter what type of raise he got, he was going to be a DP. Even if it's one point six million, he would be a DP. Which David said it begs the question: How is this even possible when you have absolutely no spots available? Now, if you were able to buy down Allison Dreamy's contract, um, I'm not sure if that was just you know. Roman being a team player, like, yep, if this is what it takes to stay in L.A., then so be it. Um, There were rumors that MLS is going to be um, increasing the the town money and the capacity uh, where it nears $2 million, which essentially makes Roman automatically a town player. But that hasn't been announced officially. And unless... The Galaxy knew that that was going to happen and that would happen in the future and they got special permission from the league saying, hey, we need to do this right now or you're going to, not only are we going to lose Latan, MLS is going to lose Latan. And they got special permission like, yeah, you know what, we're going to announce it later. Just go ahead and, you know, um, it'll be fine. I'm not sure if, you know, that could be the case or it could very well be that we shipped off Gio or Jonah, but it, it would have already had, had to happen. It, you can't just sign and have four DPs on the payroll. You had to have jettisoned one. Well, we know you, you, we know for sure. No, no, no. We know for sure that none of that stuff has happened yet. Um, because the in the expansion draft, we had Gio uh, being protected, Jonathan being protected. Uh, stuff we'll talk about a little bit later says that Gio is still with the team. So, just because they're not compliant, they're not roster compliant right now, doesn't 
mean that they won't be in the future. And it could also be that this doesn't take effect until next year, which means that they can they, have, they, they have can agree time. to whatever they want. They have time. Uh, last week we speculated that um, Teclosa's uh, contract with FMF ran through the end of this year, which is why they didn't announce hadn't announced them yet, and that turned out to be true. Uh, Kevin Basher reported that on on Corner of the Galaxy that Teclose had a contract to, through the end of the year, which is why it kind of you know they kind of waited for so long uh, to to announce him. But um, you know, there it looks like the Galaxy is promising Zlatan. Um, something that he wants and and that is good for everybody all around including the galaxy um yeah i mean i it, think every, it just seems ahead, like it's sorry. not just it's no it's, i was gonna say it doesn't seem it's just the one thing that he wants it's gonna seem like there's a, a variety of things that he's he's wanted that we've we've we're doing you know we're we're, we're appraising t- for him too but um yeah i mean other than that yeah, like David, David pretty much said exactly the same thing. Things could be moved around. Things can be. Things can change any time now. But um, as of now, it looks like we have everybody here still. So far, of course, not what we want. What do you think well, is the most likeliest scenario as to what happens? Like what, what DP really is on his way out, or or, or whose contract is being bought down, or whatnot? Well, I mean, what is the most likely scenario to happen? Who's the rumor? Super David? interesting. Who was the rumor uh, yeah, today that you said Geo? Um, was it I was going to bring that up. So the super interesting thing that came up today, and we've joked about this for a long time. Earlier when uh, the expansion draft was happening, uh, somebody from the Colorado organization, or, or no, sorry, it was uh, Andrew Weeby of Extra Time Radio said that, uh, you know, with Maddox in uh, Colorado, all they need is a is a withdrawn forward to complement um, his style. And I think I, I put up a tweet that said something like, hey, Geo would be a really good fit in Colorado. They could recreate that go- that uh, Gold Cup goal every single week with Tim Howard in goal. They could recreate that in training every single week. It would be It's going to be great for everybody. Uh, and then, you know, completely in jest. And then uh, a couple of hours later, MLS transfers a uh, an account that we trust with a lot of with a lot of stuff um, came our out saying too. that. Yeah, <laughs> with our babies. Oh, I wouldn't trust them with our babies. No, well, no, you no, just no. said a lot of stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> uh, he came out saying that Cincinnati is exploring all player options in the league. This includes taking a hard look at acquiring Gio Dos Santos from the LA Galaxy for a discounted price. This blew me away, Black and Friday, I actually man. thought, Black yeah, I, I actually thought it was it, he was trolling us. But then, um, former former guest Pablo Maurer came out and said that there's a bunch of people, a bunch of uh, people on Twitter that are adding their asking their respective, respective teams. MLS teams to sign Giovanni dos Santos. Go ahead, do then, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are doing it, said, but. <laughs> Bobby, as you said, it's Black Friday time, baby. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the one unheld doorbuster. Yeah, dude, take it, take it, take it. It's all going out, out the door. <laughs> We're listening to any and all offers. All deals must go, go, go. Exactly. I am there. <laughs> That's how we feel, Lewis. <laughs> I'm right with you guys. And I'm dumbfounded when I saw that tweet myself. It, it's a, At first, I also thought it was a joke. I mean, here's... 
here is a, a team that actually came out and said, look, we're probably not even going to sign any DPs this season. And all of a sudden they're talking about arguably one of the worst DP signings in league history. Yeah. That, that, that just doesn't really make any sense, but are you going to stop them? Uh, by all means. I mean, like he wants a discounted price here. I don't know. He I has, would give him he away ha- here. He, he has here, this we'll mi- pay he, his entire contract. Just get him, get him the fuck out of here. He has this <laughs> mistake. Give us one dollar. He has this mistake where people think that he's good, even though they don't see it. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, Chris <laughs> Klein was one of those uh, yeah. uh, people. <laughs> he's doing it. Like um, whatever, it's fine. Sell it to the next person. You know, but 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 yeah, but the, but the sad thing is, and and David said this, you know, uh, uh, when 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 we were texting, uh, you know, before the pod, that. You know what? If all of a sudden Gio's a hot commodity, Chris Klein might be like, hey, maybe we should keep Gio. Everybody wants him. Like, <laughs> because it sounds like something he'd fucking do. Uh, I, I, to be fair, I think that's even that's something more like Pivainis would do. Um, and at least at least now there's somebody, there's a new sheriff in town. So now you have somebody there, who would be like, hey, shut up. There, that's not what we're talking about. It's, is there? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. That's a good question because as as everybody was was on cloud nine with the imminent uh, announcement of uh, Dennis DeClosa, were they? Something else happened. Oh, hold on, I need a, I need another one. I, <laughs> Alex, I, I, this is it. I, I actually, president, hold on, hold on. Let me let no, me say I really it. Love I, I, I know. to hear Lewis pop another one. That'd be really funny. Oh, well, well, you should wait until I say the sentence. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm preparing Galaxy for president, a Galaxy sentence. president. Galaxy President Chris Klein and uh, AEG President Dan Beckerman were spotted courtside at last night's Lakers versus Heat game with Caleb Porter. I heard the sound Oh, and he, he, missed, he missed the whole fucking thing. I did it. I was drinking <laughs> the whole fucking sentence, man. I drank the whole, like, I just chugged guys, that beer while guys, that sentence was being said. You guys have the worst fucking timing. Oh, my God. No comedy. No comedy timing. Okay. <laughs> if Hold I had comedy timing, I'd be a comedian. I, I got you guys. I got you guys. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's too what that late, one is. Too late. <laughs> I mean, it's so. So here's the thing. I uh, yes, everyone was somewhat optimistic. I mean, even if you had you know no clue who, well, not who he is, but what his resume um, has and. You know, obviously, any anybody you bring in, regardless if it's your first pick, your fantasy pick, or, or whatever it might be, there's always a chance that it's going to fail. It actually didn't work out. And, uh, you know, Tacos is, is no different. But I, anything other than Pete Vianis and Chris Klein is a step forward. In fact, it's a massive <laughs> step forward. But after seeing Caleb Porter courtside with the higher ups of the galaxy it it, it was so depressing to see because it basically we're back to where we were we're back to square one after Siggy was gone and and they said that Dominic Kinnear was not coming back Everybody assumed it was going to be Caleb Porter. Just announced Caleb Porter. We're still in this fuck up. Chris Klein is still here. He's going to hire his old college buddy. He He's going to be the next coach. We all naturally assume this. And with the signing of a new GM who 
was apparently going to have complete control of everything uh, in the the soccer aspect of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. He is going to have control of player acquisitions, of the scouting, mm-hmm. of the, 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 the youth academies, of, of Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Everything would have to have gone through him and Chris Klein was going to be taken out of the equation. It looks like Chris Klein is still very much in that equation. And Josh Gessman said it, and, and obviously the first thing that popped into my head was this, and he, he already had put it on Twitter. I'm just going to go ahead and reiterate it because I thought the exact same thing. Even if Chris Klein genuinely had zero to do with this hire, it doesn't matter because everybody else believes differently. There is no way he could prove that it happened or it didn't happen. The fact that everybody believes that this is a Chris Klein pick makes it a Chris Klein pick. And it's going to look so bad on him when yet another coach potentially fails. They are stuck. I mean, they are seriously stuck in their glory days in 2.0. So, they cannot move past it. Because now, you, I mean, and if, and if to close it really did, genuinely, this was his pick, you're already on my shit list, dude. You are already automatically on two outs and two strikes. Well, hold on, Lewis. Hold on. Yeah. Let me, let me. Lewis, in, right, the, in, the, in that whole phrase, he was salivating. Did you hear him? He's like, and then he grunted. Yep. So, <laughs> like he was fucking mad, man. Damn. <laughs> so, so Lewis, I'm an, I think, I'm I think an you're angry looking at drunk. this. <laughs> I think you're looking at this from a different angle, Lewis. Because as you said, even if, okay, hold on. Let me let me backtrack it a little bit. Remember last week we talked about how what if. The closest pick number one choice isn't available right now. What if he'll be available next year? And so what do you do? You're you're saddled with the Galaxy need to win now. But my, the coach that I want isn't available. So what do you do? We said, oh, well, you keep Dom for another year. And then you go with your coach and you start implementing your, your, your brand a little bit more. Imagine you have a guy like Chris Klein as your boss. And he's telling you, if I screw this up one more time... I'm out of here. So I really need you to hit the nail on the head. So I'm giving you complete control of, of who you want to coach, who you, who you want the coach to be. And, and me as to close is saying, well, I really, I really don't like you. And I really don't like that. Uh, that I'm already going to be on the hot seat because of you. So what am I going to do? I'm going to set you up to fail. Hey, you're a college buddy, Caleb Porter. Let's bring him in because no matter what, as you said, even if he fails, it's on Chris Klein. So do you bring him in? I, this is a super cynical and, no, and is, super like CD way. There's conspiracy say. theories being thrown around like crazy in this show right now. <laughs> like, I don't even that know is, how to feel myself anymore. Cause I'm like, I'm like man for everybody. And now you guys are all like turning this into this whole like Russia investigation type shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just trying to add a little drama to this. No, yeah, because drama. I'm feeling it. Porter in order to set up, Klein for failure. How do you think about him then, Lewis? Is he still on your shit list? He set him up, dude. He set him up for you. He set them up. If I ever, <laughs> if I ever found out that that was the case, if he had the boss to go ahead and do it, he still has a job. That would be a book in a decade. In, he will be my fucking hero. You don't think he'll be the president? Oh, I, I have no idea. Like, I don't know why. I'm just. I, I'm, 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 I
you you also have to consider that the possibility. I mean, again, and we're talking a slim possibility because right now I feel that Chris Klein, people are starting saying he's on the hot seat. Like, I'm sorry, I don't believe that. If the guy can turn one of the most success or no, the most successful club in the entire league into the worst cesspool that nobody wants to come to, Seven. and you get a five year contract extension. What the fuck do you have to do to get fired? They, they still make money, Lewis. Yeah. Okay. That's, so there you go. That's money. Yeah. You think they're not going to? So you think they're not going to make money next season? They're still going to make money. Yeah, they will. So uh, uh, again, I, I don't I see that Chris Bryant's like in the hot seat here. Tech Lawson is 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 a fucking fall guy right now. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, but let's talk about Caleb Porter because I think at this point, uh, it's beer three. It's inevitable. <laughs> at this point. So Caleb Porter and and dude, to be honest with you, there was rumors. There was these wild rumors about Jason Christ that had me like salivating. Like, please let it be Porter. Please let it be Porter. Uh, over <laughs> over Jason Christ. Yes, so yes. so it turned. Okay, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about the Jason Christ thing. So uh, no, 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 the entire of of Yahoo Sports comes out and says that. Jason Christ was like extremely close to like being the new head coach of the galaxy. Like it was all, but it was all, but a done deal. Like there was just like some tiny little details that had to be like worked out, but they were like super close later on that day. Did he see Jason Christ courtside somewhere? Because I I don't know what it was, but yeah, he, he came out and basically, uh, Threw everyone by you know it caught everyone by surprise and, and of course you know Galaxy Twitter being Galaxy Twitter you know they went fucking haywire and and rightfully so and later on he comes in like with all my conversations that I've had since that it, I turned out to be wrong but we're not out of the woods yet because it turns out that he was actually being interviewed for an assistant uh, on the coaching staff what? now. With, with Caleb Porter, and, and I'm going. And though nothing is official, I gotta figure that being courtside with the president, shadow president, and new GM is not a coincidence. I'm going to say this is an officially done deal. You're gonna have, from what the reports are saying, you're gonna have Caleb Porter, Jason Christ, and Dominic Kinnear. Talk about people trying to relive their fucking glory days. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, that is the philosophy that we're fucking going with. Let's try to relive our glory days and see if all of us can pull something out of our asses together. Because this is, I mean, what a... <laughs> well, I, need what, a what's, I need a beer. What's the, what's the saying? <laughs> three, three, three cooks are better than one, right? Is That's the saying. Hey, man, we already have the three blind mice, we're going to get, I mean, three more coming in into our coaching staff. I mean, this is ridiculous. We don't have three blind mice. We only have one blind mouse. Uh, (laughs) He he was the one, he's the one that turned the cream into, or turned the the milk into cream and he, and he, and he walked out. Here's the thing though. I mean, three blind mice. Look, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get stuck on, I don't want to get stuck on Jason Christ because that's not, that's, I think that's out the window. Really? Really? Whether he's there as an assistant or not, I don't, I don't think he's he's going to stick know, around. I, I, I'm not, I mean, I, I want to believe different. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I want to believe that. But, uh, I mean, at, at one point, it, it was said that Dominic Kinnear was a strong candidate to remain as, as permanent head coach. And Jason Christ would have been in that, 
you know, uh, assistant role. We all figured when Dominic Kinnear was brought in as an assistant under Siggy that as soon as Siggy was done, Dominic Kinnear took, takes over. Now, that hasn't happened or hasn't officially happened. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but it was really, really close. So there's no reason for me to believe that the possibility of Jason Christ eventually taking the reins. I mean, I have no reason to believe that that is not a po- that zero percent possibility. I think it's there. I think you have to be really, really worried because I have no idea what they're trying to do by going with these three coaches in one coaching staff. I mean, you're going to have three different styles just clashing it's going to be a hot mess in there i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me as to why you would hire three head coaches on a on a coaching staff well bruce arena bruce arena and dave sarakin i would argue were, they were two head coaches when they were younger but they had okay, yes they were, yes all of these guys all, all of this, <laughs> this is what i'm thinking right now. I'm like was coaches? there a blood pack like about like two decades ago and they're like all right we got to look for each other look out look for each other out i can't even say it look out they, for each other they this all is the recycling of coaches. They all might have something on each other, but not like no one person has <laughs> the full story. So it's all just like pieces. And so they just keep having to cycle through all these same guys because like one knows a, a bit of a story of someone you know, else. Something, yeah. something that happened of somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Louis, <laughs> um, let, let's talk about Caleb Porter. And, and I, I, I gave you guys a, a, a challenge earlier Today, um, we're going to talk about Caleb Porter in positive and, and negative here. But first, I want to go over uh, Porter's resume. So in 2011, uh, Caleb Porter was tasked with getting the under-23 U.S. men's national team to qualify for the 2012 Olympic Games. Uh, he failed to qualify with a loss to Canada and a draw versus El Salvador. Um, after that, he was named. He went back to Akron, where he did have success. I believe he he won the the NCAA uh, and and finished in the top for like four out of the five years that he was there, or something like that. Um, he was named the head coach of the Portland Timbers in 2012. At the end of 2012, taking over in 2013, he. Finished uh, first place with the Timbers that year. Uh, sorry, first place in the West, two points shy of Supporter Shield, um, and was named the 2013 MLS Coach of the Year. Uh, as we all know, in 2015, he won MLS Cup with Portland. His overall MLS record is 41, 25, and 36, which is good for a 0. 0.578 uh, percentage. And uh, he... More importantly, coached the 2014 MLS All-Stars to victory over Bayern Munich. So by by the way that works, he's better than Pep Guardiola. I guess. <laughs> uh, Portland, Portland, I mean, uh, Porter left the Portland job in November of 2017, and he has been without a job since. So, Lewis, what is it about Caleb Porter that you don't like i think for starters he's a bro he's still part of that klein you know blood brother i'm gonna hire my yeah i'm gonna hire my buddy so he's not actually going out and legitimately trying to win games he's still trying to get his buddies a job that's one of the most major problems that i have with this fucking pick that after two abominations two just abysmal seasons and you miss the playoffs you're still not getting it. You're still not ambitious. 
You're yeah, I think, still uh, actively not trying to get to where you really should want to be. That's the main issue Lewis has. It's not the first thing he said. This is the main issue he has. Um, it's it's that we're not we're not changing and we're not making any we're not making any moves to be to be um, exciting anymore. Um, we're just kind of just being stagnant. And let me tell you this, David. If we ever run out of a job, Lewis ain't giving us a job, bro. No, I know. <laughs> Blood pack I know. or not. Jeez, God, all right. He doesn't like <laughs> bros helping bros. Jeez. The thing is, is if someone hired me to do that position, someone fucked up. <laughs> someone well, yeah, fucked up. That's you, though. <laughs> someone fucked up. Um, look, I mean, it's t- to me, it, it, when you're saying... We talked about Atlanta. We talked about their ambition. We talked about what their blueprint is. Oh yeah, when we look at that, it's like night and day. It's we're not we're seeing, not seeing the same and, and, and the ballpark thing is, is at that all. Like, oh, <laughs> we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be thinking about Atlanta. You should be thinking about Atlanta because they're already the favorites to look what repeat they fucking did. next season. <laughs> look what they're they already like re- they're already. Right, we're about to lose Almiron. Hey, there's El Piti over there. We're ready to get him. Like. He's in line to do this. Hey, we're about. We just lost Tata Martino. Let's go get Sampioli over there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they are. They are yep. ready. They are not. I mean, th- this is. Th- I have said this is an, a well-oiled machine. This is an organization that cares about winning. That cares about its fans. That is willing to spend money and spend money wisely. And it's not just about selling jerseys. Okay. We I don't know about you, much... but Caleb Porter is going to sell so many jerseys. <laughs> Lewis, <laughs> you, you got Lewis so mad right now. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I thought he dropped fucking dead for a second. I was like, fuck, you call 911. <laughs> this, is, this is worse than the Ashley Cole takes you guys had. <laughs> fuck. Oh, don't. Do no one, I'm going to go over there and punch you no in the one, face. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> This is why no one listens to us. Listen, I, I, I this is I not just, why. I feel, <laughs> I feel, there are, there are, lots there, of reasons there are several reasons. This I is the I good agree. part. Everybody's laughing right now. <laughs> or they, or they all want to punch us in the face. Um, no, I mean, it, it, look, we right now are the anti-Atlanta. We are doing everything the opposite of what they are doing, and we believe or. He or Chris Klein believes that this is going to work. I'm not sure. Like, honestly, I, I don't even know what's worse. The fact that he actually believes that this is a winning combination or the fact that he doesn't care. I don't know which was worse. But, it, I mean, everybody, everybody, and we're not even talking about us. I'm not even talking about just the Galaxy fans. I'm talking about the entire fucking MLS universe has said it, that there has to be major changes in that front office that they are stuck on stupid everyone has come out and said there's been articles about this nothing is being done and again i can blame chris klein very easily but i go back and i don't care how much you disagree david you're fucking wrong we need new owners we need an owner that fucking cares about winning that cares about the team that doesn't have anything else going on we need an owner that is going to spend money and is want to put a winning product on the field. 
plain and simple. Because the owners right now obviously don't give a flying fuck about it. Okay. I'm not I I'm still not I still don't agree. Like that's okay. that's that's a bad take. Certainly we don't need a new owner. Um I think that there I think there that we need new people running the organization, but I don't think we need a new owner because Phil Anschutz has a lot of money. And if we get a new owner, whether they be ambitious or not, they don't have the same amount of money that Phil Anschutz does. Unless, you know, Elon Musk buys the galaxy, then that's that's a different story. Um but that's not likely to happen. He'd be tweeting too much, too. Then again, that would be a perfect marriage, wouldn't it? I mean, Elon like, well, Musk wants to go to space. He's going to buy the Galaxy. <laughs> but but let's be honest. He, he's more likely to buy the real Galaxy than he is uh, to buy the LA Galaxy. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't you agree. I don't agree. Do I just hard don't agree with you there, Lewis. I, I think that that is a bad I think that that is a bad, as bad a take as... The Ashley Cole take that we had, but let's not go there. Let's, uh, not, let's not go there. Oh my God. I'm gonna go. Up. Shut up. Oh put uh, a pull up. <laughs> oh my God. Put a pull up. Oh my God. And see what happens. Which one was the worst take? Go ahead. All right. So the next thing. You guys live in the past too much. The. Uh, so, I'm a Galaxy <laughs> fan. That's what so, they're making me do. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with Devils. Uh, the devil's advocate position. This is not my real position. I'm just going to make the argument for Caleb Porter. You're always in the devil's yeah, advocate it, it, position. I'm just going to go ahead and no. Yes, that, you're right. I am always the devil, devil's advocate position, but I'll say this in, in defense or in favor of, of Caleb Porter. Um, Caleb Porter has had a, he's a fiery guy. Um, you know, for 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 better or worse, as as much as we hated him uh, when we faced him, as disrespectful as he was, um, there's always that element of that guy's an asshole, but he's gonna be our asshole. He's gonna be the he's gonna be being an asshole and a dick to other people on behalf of the galaxy. And to me, that's gonna be that's gonna be worth something. And you'll see if this the first time he disrespects LAFC or San Jose. Or who or Seattle, you're going to see all the Galaxy fans jump on it, jump in his defense. Um, the guy has led Portland to the playoffs in, I think, uh, every single year that he was head coach mm-hmm. in Portland. Uh, he led them to an MLS Cup, be, be it fluky or not. Lewis, as you always say, it's better to be lucky than it is to be good. And I think he knows how to get a locker room on his side. So... Those are things that the Galaxy job has been missing. Passion, right? Passion, a, a good locker room, um, somebody with some new ideas. You know, Maybe. so well, it, it's interesting that you say the locker room because I thought the exact opposite. I thought that that locker room would just blow up. Right. I think that he is... Because, because the thing that because the thing that they've been missing the the thing that the galaxy has been missing is you know you, you look at the 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 how quickly Siggy lost the locker room he's MLS 1.0 he's out of touch with what the players what the players modern players want or need Caleb Porter is only forty three years old he's younger he is way closer to them than Siggy Siggy is um, he's a young coach. He's not MLS 1.0. He's 
not 3.0 either, but he's somewhere in between. And he's a guy that at least when you when you have him on on your side, you know what you're going to get from him. It's not flashy. It's not it's not ambitious by any means, but it's going to be consistent from him. So I think that the immediate hate that the Galaxy fans have for Porter are based more on his past antics when he was against us. But you have to remember, as so- like I said, as soon as he does something the way that uh, you know David Beckham you know, kicked that ball at, at, uh, at, at the San Jose mascot, when, when everybody hated him, everybody was like, oh, yeah, 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 he's our guy. He's our dude. Don't fuck now, with him. I, now, now I get that, and, and, and I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you that fra- the fans are extremely fickle. It doesn't take much for fans to turn or to come back to somebody. It really doesn't. So, yes, you're probably right in that. Okay. Uh, That's the end of your sentence? Well, that's the the thing. Like, David, David, you're you're, you're putting it. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm sorry. I I just finished my beer. Oh, wow. All right. So let me finish the the rest of that sentence now. Why would you do that in the middle of a sentence? (laughs) I had to drink this before the rest of it. Go ahead, Bobby. I don't even know where I was going anymore. (laughs) Jeez. I'm still going to get white. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. This has been a bit. Yeah, no, so, look, 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 no, you, you're oh right. No, you, you're right, David. It, it, chances are that, that, that if, if he does something like that, yes, the fans will just rally behind him, especially if he does something, uh, you know, uh, towards LAFC. And you're right. It, it's probably past antics. And I'm sure a lot of it is what exactly what I said about, look, this is still a bro pick. Nothing has changed. If, Caleb Porter comes out and he, he miraculously, like yeah, like he punches him in the face once on again. His first hero, legend, and hero. Um, <laughs> it's gonna, it's, it's gonna take that. He gets, um, he's, gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna like slip Kevin Baxter the, you know, the the piece of the piece of incriminating evidence he has against the, against Chris <laughs> Klein, and then it's up to the other blood pack bros to oh, like no. give them the other evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Automatic legend. Automatic legend. Um, no, but if he somehow miraculously gets us, uh, and David, you and I talked about it. You know, what if they win the supporter shield, but they don't win MLS Cup, you know, I'm saying, hey, hey, it's a step forward. If he miraculously gets us to that point where we're one of, you know, the top three teams in all of MLS, maybe you don't win the support shield, but you're one in the Western Conference and you're three behind Atlanta and New York. And I would take that 100 times out of 100. Even if, you know, if he does that, that's great. I'm not sure if that's actually possible, though. I know that this is best case scenario, and I'm giving you worst case scenario. I understand that. But I, I just feel that it's the ambition there is it's it's yeah. lacking. It, I, mean, I don't it, think it, anybody's much, arguing that. That's what we've been saying for that. the last twenty minutes. It's but, the same. But, but so, Bobby, let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on. Bobby, Bobby, let me ask you this because. But you can't. But if you can't be in Salvador or Canada, I mean that's sure. that's a that's that was a, a long huge, time ago. That was a long time ago. Yes, it, it was. But goddamn, that's that is huge. 
Yeah, yeah but what David, but also what David is trying to say, or he has said, is I mean he's had a good he's had a good history in MLS, and he is a, a capable, competent coach. Uh, with when it comes to the the franchise and the teams, and that's something that we we do kind of need. Except it is a bland pick, it is a boring pick, it is a bro pick, and that does bother a lot. Some of us, a lot of us, um, so it's kind of just meh. So what 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 Bobby, about the Bobby. fact that what about the fact that Porter left Portland because he wasn't getting enough control. On that team, well, Porter well, what, is what's not the thing. What, what's pretty, the thing that we've that we've been clamoring for uh, yeah. the Galaxy for Klein to have less control? So if he's if Porter's going to come in and, de- and demand more control, wouldn't that be good? No, but if 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 that's also a history of being with the team for so many years, it's a lot of politics involved in that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's absolutely true, 100. percent But what I'm saying is, I mean, I, I don't see Caleb Porter. Be, um, being happy where he has minimal control because again you're going to have to assume because according and we'll get to this because uh Teclosa had a press conference today we'll get we'll get some of the quotes that he said today but part of that says that you know that he Chris kind of said that he has complete control over everything yeah. you know okay. we talked so, I, I had said everything so so Lewis Lewis Porter's, let me, under, let me understand power this let me is understand actually this. minimal let me understand this you're mad that we got that we're probably going to sign Porter, and you're worried that Porter is going to bounce because he's not because he's getting minimal amount of control. So then that means we won't have Porter anymore. No, I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm feeling to understand. The, I'm feeling to understand. And then the locker room is going to be very now. angry it's, about right. Porter. Th- that's what I'm going to say. I, I think that you are. If if all this is true, because like again, if Porter is going to be angry that he's not going to have control, you're going to have. Presumably, three head coaches on there with three different styles. I'm not sure you what don't the know chemistry. That, you don't know that. I don't know that. I don't. Like but I said, the only person we've there... seen courtside is Caleb Porter. We haven't seen Dom Kinnear courtside. Welcome we to haven't Galaxy seen Jason Christ courtside. <laughs> <laughs> this blood, blood pack bros, dude. Um, you haven't seen those guys courtside. So it, you don't it, know for sure that that's what's going to happen, Lewis. I, I don't. And again, this is worst case I mean, scenario, also, but it almost it almost seems like this is once again it's just a train wreck. It looks like everything is just gonna just. You know, the way it, Lewis feels what, what right now. What would you say? It's a powder keg. The way Lewis feels right now, maybe I should be optimistic because the way he felt last year, he was wrong. So maybe he's wrong this year, and well, everything will be good. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. Yeah. So, Bobby, <laughs> let me let me ask you this question that I've been trying to ask you for twenty minutes. Um, oh. I thought I answered it's, okay, something. Let's, let, let's say no, no, no. let's say Caleb Porter. Let's say Caleb Porter guides us to a third place finish in the Western Conference. We make the playoffs, obviously, um, but he doesn't do it. He, he does it playing kind of ugly soccer. Are you are you satisfied with that? Well, no, it's not sat- satisfaction is, is not something that that we're going to feel if that happens. Um, even if we get to a third place, we're not going to be satisfied. No one's going to be satisfied if we don't win the cup, of course. Um, well, no, no, no. But um, let, let's just let's not include the playoff portion of it. Let's let's say we're, we're in, you know, October and we we finish in the end of the season, you know, heading into the playoffs. That's the scenario we're at. Well, no. Well. Look, we'll be we'll, we'll it would seem like we made it somewhere, but if we play, it depends on how we play as well. Because if we play the same way as, as you know, Lewis and I are kind of worried that we're that 
that you know the bro pack you know not changing anything not 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 being inventive not being exciting um if we have a whole season like that nobody's going to be happy even if we make it to third or wherever you're saying um mm-hmm. No one's going to be happy about that because, again, it's not going to show any 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 um, advancement even for the, the next year and the year after that. Uh, okay. Um, what if we play this really beautiful, free-flowing style, but we just eke into the playoffs and make sixth place? Are you happy with that? No, either. Not either. I mean, it depends. I mean, it seems it's, it, it depends on what we see in, in, in the season. Um I wouldn't be happy if we're playing this really great ball and then we 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 uh, we fall short massively short in the playoffs. That would be that'd be tragic. That that wouldn't be good at all either. See, I I understand what you're what what you're what you're saying here, David. The, the the problem is is that whatever you do in the regular season, it's all leading up to when the quote unquote real season begins. So finishing first or finishing sixth in the play are or after the regular season doesn't really mean anything aside from the position that you're going to be in headed into mm-hmm. the real season. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you do after that is how it should be judged. The one exception, the one exception is if you are winning the supporter shield, if you win the supporter shield and you are the best team or even second overall, where you're just missing it by like a few points, that is something uh, that's a completely different topic because not only are show, you, yeah. Yeah, because not only are you of... getting a, it, not only are you getting a trophy, you're also going to get back into that champion, and you're now one of the favorites going into the playoffs. Now, if you tank in the playoffs and you lay an egg in the playoffs, that's a completely different story. And yes, you're going to be disappointed, but you're going to go back and say, "Damn, that's like a missed opportunity. We had it, and ah, uh, like it sucks." Rather than yeah, and we were this is a missed it. opportunity where we could have been in that position. And you ended up in fifth, and you got knocked out in the first round. Completely different scenario. But I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're implying there. And getting into the playoffs, again, theoretically, is improvement from last season and the season before. But yeah, but that's what not what he's said, asking. He's saying if we'll right, be happy, if we'll be satisfied. Yeah, and and the answer should be no. The answer should be no if you end up in third or sixth, and you're again, you have to continue c- continue on. What happens in the playoffs? Because if I finish in sixth place, playing pretty soccer, eking into the playoffs, well, did I start playing pretty soccer in July? And I eked into the playoffs. But pretty soccer doesn't doesn't always equal wins. It doesn't. And And I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. That's a scenario that you have to put into that into that question. Am I playing pretty soccer where we found our groove? When we were supposed to find no, it. Let's, let, let's, let's implying, in, for, the, for this scenario. No, no, no. For this scenario, let's say we've been playing pretty soccer all season. With good results? No, just attractive soccer. Okay. That's still, that, that's still, that you're, 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 you're taking, you're taking a very important factor out of it to, to, to have an opinion. That's the factor is, no, no, no. That's the factor. You can play ugly soccer. And get a lot of wins or get a lot of good results, or you can play very attractive soccer and maybe not get as many good results. But you, you know, in either scenario, you still make the playoffs. But either way, you know, we're not satisfied. So we don't know where we're going to get with Porter and and how Dennis DeClosa is going to build this LA Galaxy team and 
give Porter what he needs. So what if he comes in and he starts playing, a, you know, he plays a, an attractive style. Now everybody knows Porter plays box to box because that's what, those were his strengths in, in Portland. He had Diego Chara and he had Darlington um, Nagby. Uh, and so when you have guys like that, you play box to box in, in, in the in this iteration of the Galaxy team, our midfield has been the thing that's been lacking. And Jonathan Dos Santos is a very good box-to-box player, but he needs a partner. So how is, you know, what, what is Porter going to ask for? Um, rumors have come in that... But, but here, I'm sorry, I, I, I know where you're getting at, but let me say one, one more point about the, the, the Porter thing is that, yes, he plays box-to-box, and I'm okay with that. And I, and I personally don't mind that style. And what you said, it doesn't seem to fit this particular... Galaxy team. Mm. One of the one of the things that crossed my mind is if you're signing Zlatan to that DP contract and you had to have jettison one DP and Porter is about to be your head coach who plays box to box and Alessandrini who is not a box to box player and you know that he's going to be unhappy uh, being in that role and Porter is going to be on his ass for not backtracking. He's going to try. He's you know, but he's not going to like it. He's going to do it. He's not going to like it. He'll probably be unhappy. What if it is Roman that's being jettisoned because of that? He doesn't fit in our system. I mean, that's... That is some... That, that's... How do I... That's not out of the realm of possibility, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, No. no, no okay. Dude, none of it None of it is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's still kind of... You know who doesn't fit that system? Zlatan. Yeah, it's all in there. Zlatan doesn't fit that system either. Gio doesn't fit that system. Gio doesn't fit that system either. A, a lot of those players... Uh, don't fit that system. So again, sure. so then, another so reason then why the Porter, Porter so signing is actually not that—that's uh, uh, like the uh, uh, what's the, the the technical argument. But again, that, but that again, you, you got the wrong code. But again, for the personnel. But again, mm-hmm. but again, do you build a system or do you build around the players that you have? Because in in Portland, well, in Portland, those the players that Porter had were box to box players. So those, that was the strength. So that's what he used. I don't know enough about his Akron, Akron teams to know the way he played, but if you're given the pieces and any competent coach, and we have to assume that Caleb Porter is at least a competent coach. will look at what he has and says, okay, this is how I'm going to maximize these players. So we'll see. We'll, we'll have to see. There's nothing, there's nothing right now that tells us whether or not Caleb Porter even has his job, but everything I know, everything lo- looks like it's going to, be him. One of the one of the other. Well, we don't know how he's going to play. So right, fair enough. But one of we've the talked other enough fr- about Caleb Porter. One more, one more thing, one more thing. One one of the other frictions is that Teclos has come out, and we know that he's all about youth development. He has come out uh, even in the press conference saying that we are going to focus on our youth. We have a lot of talent here in LA. We got a lot of talent of our academies. Eventually, we're going to hope to get some of these players into the first team. Caleb Porter does not play young players. He never did in Portland. So that seems to be another contradiction in styles from the GM and the coach, which, again, makes you believe why is this coach being considered? Well, what young players have come up since... None, uh, but, but, but what I'm saying is... is, is what young players was he not giving minutes to that have come up in Portland that Porter didn't give a fair shake to? But that's not just. Not, I mean, that, that's that's know. a he, that's he a just league didn't have the talent. That is that is just. It's not just <laughs> him. That is a league problem, and you know that's true. That's an MLS problem that they don't yes. play their kids. Okay, but if Teclos's philosophy the red, the is, red would beg to differ. Well, there is very few people who do that, and actually, the ones who do seem to be somewhat successful. 
or a little bit more successful. And they're actually built for, you know, long-term success. And yes, the New York Red Bulls don't have that MLS Cup, but they have been one of the more consistent winning teams in MLS for the past decade. My point is, is that if Teclos' philosophy is all about youth, and why would you hire a coach whose philosophy has been the exact opposite? It seems, again, it seems that this is not a Teclos' pick. You're already handicapping him. You hire him because the guy that you want is not available yet. That's why you hire him. I, 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 I see. I don't buy that because with all the contacts that Teclosa must have, even if you're not getting your number one pick, you got to find a coach out there that would be, I imagine, significantly better than Caleb Porter. Mm. Maybe. But does he know the league? No. He doesn't have to because we have a GM that that does. Yeah, that. Oh, he and most talk, definitely has we, to know the league. We talk. We talked about it. If you brought in a foreign coach and he had to be the GM and the coach, that might be a bad choice. The fact that you now have a GM that understands the league, now you can hire a foreign coach. But he has to be on board with the rules of MLS that oh. will be explained to him from the GM and, and the and the and the ups. I'm pretty sure that um, Patrick Vieira didn't know. The, the the MLS. But he had a but, lot of guys around him. That but he had a guy's exactly. That's but my Dennis point. Teclosa, but Dennis Teclosa is coming up, coming in to a different league. And so he needs time to assess. And so I think but I he think what MLS. I think what we have I think what yeah, we he have does. here is I think what we have here is a compromise. I think we have a guy who's gonna come in and, and change the, the system and, and dude We've talked about this. You can't just flip the switch and be like, okay, we're, do we're doing this style now. It takes Agreed. time. So Agreed. right now, the Galaxy have put themselves in a spot. They need to win. They need to win this year. So who's available that has the most MLS, MLS experience that can win right now? Maybe that's Caleb Porter. It's certainly not Jason Christ. It's certainly it's probably not Dom Kinnear. But then you, but you, you, you have your year to assess your system and then how you you focus on on the next stuff and so you know now let's get to the bigger topic before we get further down this rabbit hole that we're already too far down let's get you've to been the playing topic. but the thing is you've been playing devil's advocate this whole time what is your official position my you official, said this is not because you said this is not my official position i've been playing devil's advocate he's more so pro. what is your official he's position he's more pro porter and he's, it sounds like it yeah, but this is devil's advocate no he did, no, no, no. Just, I, I he did, he did it. that just for an instance well go david you explain I, yeah, I, I am not, I am not at, well, I guess Bobby's right. I am not as anti-Porter as you guys are. I, well, I agree not, with you guys. I'm not anti either, but I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, no, of course I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not happy. But I'm also, but I'm also not, you know, the world is ending, Lewis. And yeah, I'm, I and, agree. And, I think and, Lewis has gone a little bit too far and, and, down and, that. And then, not. and then I see that you're coming down my side a little bit where like, hold on, breathe. Let's see. Kind of where I come from most of the time, so that's kind of right. where we're all at. Is that true, guys? Is that right? Let's move on. If that's not, I, I think that's right. Okay. I'm I'm in a position Let's where go. I'm like, look, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm I'm not like ecstatic that yeah we got a Caleb Porter. I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm I'm in the same like really that guy. There's nobody else out there that that can that we can do better with. But with that said, you have to you have to try and look at things a little bit more objectively and Lewis, you gotta be honest when you're, when you're looking at Caleb Porter and you're thinking about the bro pick and you're thinking about this and that, there's a lot of bias happening right there. You cannot say that that is the complete unbiased opinion that you have. 
there's a lot of bias that you have. Okay, fair enough. On, on I, I, I can I can so give you that. I'm trying. Wait, wait, I'm trying. Wait. I'm trying really hard when I'm as I'm playing Devil's Advocate. I'm trying to give you the 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 you know, other side of the coin. But at the same time, in my own feelings, I'm not so against it. But I'm also very underwhelmed by it. It's a but very the fact that you even thing. said the, the the point that saying like really that guy like you couldn't find anyone better. The fact that that doesn't upset you. Is bothersome because well, now because you, now Lewis, you're I'm compromising. Lewis, well, I'm not mad. Lewis, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, which is way worse, as you all know. As you all, all know, all I know, way worse. All I know is that I'm out of fucking beer. That's how much I drink. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, well, now that you're out of beer, and we can God, move on to the next really topic. Them that fast? For real, dude. <laughs> you you have to go pee in a second. <laughs> I'm depressed. I I have not broken the seal yet. <clears throat> I I will though. Careful, careful. Just think about the ocean. Whoosh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> so let's talk about the big news. Uh, Dennis Teclose was officially unveiled by the LA Galaxy as our new what? general manager. Out yes. of this whoa, whole whoa, podcast, whoa. I wouldn't even have guessed. <laughs> Right. I thought it was so speculation. Um, so apparently he's been working with the Galaxy for a couple of weeks now uh, behind the scenes. And, and as we mentioned earlier, he had a deal with the FMF that ran through the end of the year. And so he we, they couldn't uh, announce him officially, but he's been working with the Galaxy behind the scenes. Uh, so a lot, some of these player acquisitions, you have to imagine he's had some input. Uh, when it comes when it comes to this, uh, sorry, not acquisitions, but the the you know the lists, the list, all the lists that we've had to make for to satisfy MLS, he's he's had to have uh, some input, if not, um, you know, I don't know how much of that. But well, we're hoping he, he's officially he's he's here. They 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 did the proverbial you know jersey holding up in in that they interviewed him in front of the the Galaxy uh, Shield that's up in the um, in the. American Express lounge or whatever uh, at StubHub, and uh, of course he came out. He said all the things that you expect a new, you know, new hire to say. He said that he's admired the organization and the club has a lot of ways to grow. Um, he wants the team to to represent LA. Uh, LA represents ex- an exciting city, yeah. and the team needs to reflect that on the field. Um, you know, all all the things that you would expect somebody of this this uh, uh ilk to say um he he had a press they had a press conference today uh we have some of the quotes that come out so i'm going to run a couple of these by you uh he has said that the galaxy has a whole lot of things that need to be figured out and one of those things is to get the youth programs and the scouting uh you know up to up to speed he needs we need to get that uh going a little bit. So this this is good. This is uh, things that we've been saying that have been lacking from the galaxy for a very long time now. Um, Dennis DeClose uh, addressed Efren Alvarez, saying that he needs to get a fair opportunity and he needs to be challenged with more competition. So that obviously means he needs to be, you know, uh, fighting for a first team spot. Uh, and that his success is important to show other young players that it's possible to to make the first team. Um, but he also mentioned that there are going to be a lot of conflicts with the under-17 qualifying and, uh, and the under-20 qualifying in 2019. 
You guys with me so far? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I heard he hired Caleb Porter. That's all I heard. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he, has, he has said that his uh, priorities Fine, are hiring, hiring the best technical staff. Uh, um, and uh, he'll, he's going to pick up the work that's been done so far, which tells me... Best technical staff. Okay. Caleb Porter. Uh, <sighs> create create a, uh, a much wow. higher connection between the first team, the second team, and the academy, and to develop clear identity, in particular to the local identity of the club, which, again, has been lacking. So he didn't quite you know, describe soccer in the way that Greg Berhalter described soccer, but... <laughs> He described he described what being a GM is basically just everything. Like I felt like he just said a resume, just spoke it out loud. I mean, he's saying what he's supposed to be saying. Sometimes. He's saying all the correct things. He, he's saying like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend and bleed these colors to the best. I'm like, yeah, Chris Klein says the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's just. Like it, it, it doesn't mean okay. anything to me. It's just okay, 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 okay. Move on, move. I'm on, gonna move hire on. the best technical staff. Caleb fucking Porter. Go on. I'm out of beer. Why am I out of beer? <laughs> you got really off. belligerent. You drank it off. For a guy who doesn't get drunk, supposedly, you're getting really belligerent here. I told okay. you. I'm, tr- so I'm trying to get white girl wasted. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that has struck out and uh, stuck out at me. Somebody asked him about Gio. And this was his quote. We need to win. We need to be very good. I think my relations with the brothers, Jonathan and Giovanni, has nothing to do with my responsibilities here at the Galaxy. And I will always, without any doubt, will make the best decision for the team and for the organization. Gio, I must say, is a talented player, but the last two seasons have been difficult for him. I think we have to sit down and discuss it man-to-man and see where it goes. So, uh, this is fantastic because, as you know, the last thing we heard about Gio was, I'm not going to discuss specific players. Yeah. Um, The funny thing is, is I I was thinking the exact same thing. this This is the new general manager, the guy who was in charge of the player decisions, saying, I need to sit down and have a man to man about Gio. So, what I want to know is, when is he meeting with Zizinho, and when is he going to kick Gio out of this place? Because he said man-to-man, so I'm assuming he's not meeting with Gio, he's going to meet with his dad. Um, I, you know, we talked about the, the possible scenarios of, you know, of, of what DP is going to be jettisoned. The way this is, this is going down, uh, it certainly seems that Gio is gone. It almost seems possible that they that Gio and Jonah could be gone. A lot of people assume that it was going to be a, a package deal. It doesn't have to be. I don't. I personally don't understand why that would be the case. That would be the father's obviously do, uh, doing there, but it, it almost sounds like yeah, they're they're gonna jettison Gio. Now we talked about this toward the end of the season, and we even talked about it. I think either the last episode or the episode before that Probably the all. galaxy kind of stepped away from, from geo. Uh, they were, he was no longer on the billboards. He was no longer on the marketing campaign. It was, it was everybody else, but him, um, he wasn't front and center anymore. And, um, you know, that was extremely telling from an organization that 
felt that he was the only one that was on the team. So with Tecosa coming in and saying these comments and actually singling him out, instead of saying no comment, oh, we're going to evaluate every player. No, he, he has a plan already. And it seems that he the first instinct is to probably jettison because, I mean, especially when Zlatan is demanding a DP, you got to figure if I can jettison $6 million from that payroll somewhere, somehow, if it's possible, or even half that payroll. You know, so we said Cincinnati is looking a hard look at Geo at a discounted price. If you get it for half, you take that deal. Like in a heartbeat, you take that deal. And now you have Zlatan there. If you have to jettison both brothers, I would feel very, very sad that Jonah would leave. I think that he did very well for us. I think he actually fits in the Porter system. Um, you know, I, I think he would do well under Porter, ironically. But if he was to go, the plus side is that now you have two DP slots to play with. Now, Teclosa might have something up his sleeve there. And if you're if, if you're getting to, I, I don't know what where he's headed. I don't know if it's you know to to Mexican players to uh, two players from Liga MX or even South America. I know that guy has connections. He has to. He might have. I mean something up his sleeve already or something, you know, like where you're getting those wheels in motion. That would be the best case scenario that you have now two DP slots to play with. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Gio's gone. I mean, we all do. We all do. And we're basically saying if we sacrifice Jonah for it, that's going to be a sad thing, but oh, well, I think people would take that. Mm-hmm. I think people would take that 100 times out of 100. That if, if, if I have, in order to get rid of Gio, that I have to get rid of Jonah, then so be it. That's what it's, yeah. Man. Yeah, but, Ima- um, imagine, imagine being that bad at your job. Like, dude, I don't want to lose this guy that's really good, but if it means losing that other guy, yeah, fuck him. Well, that's where we're at. That's literally where, <laughs> that, at least me yeah. and Lewis believe that like, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think a lot yeah. of people <laughs> like, but certainly, like, that's, that's the, that's, that is the Dos Santos' own doing. You know what I mean? Like when Jonah came in, he knows the city. He knows what his brother's kind of, like. Kind of because they're always because they have to be paired. You know, like it seems like they have to yeah, be paired. He so, knew, yeah, kind of. Yeah. He knew what it was going to be. It was a big risk to take on Jonathan's part because now he has this. Because now I think that it's it's all out there. That reputation is there. It was always like, well, maybe, but now it's like, no, we've seen it. Here's the proof. You know, like we've done the we've done the experiments. Here it is. These are the results. Like there's scientifically proven that nothing is gonna when these two guys are together, there's nothing that can be done to to kind of you know get one out of his out of his his funk or whatever it is that he's he's his his nonchalantness or whatever it is you want to call it. Um, so then if if he sticks, you know, let's say they go to to Club America, what why is why would Club America take both of them if they know? Getting getting one it means that they have to take the other, and it's and it means that one of them is not going to perform. I I mean, look, I I have to agree with that scenario. I mean, especially America, who's probably on their way to being a Liga MX champion. I, I'm not really sure why you would go ahead and disrupt that team like that. Because oh, you're playing with house money now, and they're probably going to sell a bunch of these guys. I I have no and idea. And they're probably going to and they're probably going to lose it right now. Like. I think Herrera goes on to something else. 
So you're saying that he was available? Mm, not necessarily. Not yet. Mm, okay. Like I said, not yet. Okay. Um, so the, the thing is, is that I, I have to agree that I, I, I understand why people would believe that it's a package deal. And I understand where that would come from. And again, it's, it's not the, it's not really Chris Klein's. Well, no, I mean, it, it is Chris Klein's fault, but the, the, the fact that the father has so much control over, you know, the Any people fun. that these teams Any play for. They, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause he, he, he basically held them hostage even under the Mexican national team. I have no idea unless there is some relationship. And by the way, Tecosa has said that he has a close relationship with these, with with with, uh, with his family. Like I don't know why you would take him. It's well, like, you've heard. You've heard th- about this the- is literally the first time that they've ever played together in their entire careers. Why would we believe that case? Uh, this is literally the first time it's happened. They were on the same team at Barcelona. Um, yeah, they never played together. No, but they were in the same organization. But again, uh, Zizinho, he. He very well could be in the Pacto de Caballeros, which translates exactly <laughs> to Blood Pack Bros. Yeah. Um, so so I, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I, I would. <laughs> Sorry, I'm proud of myself for bringing that all the way. That was, that was good. That was really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. That that it should. The Hold name on. of the show should be the Spanish version now, David. The Pacto de Caballeros. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pacto de los caballeros. You know what? Pacto de you know what? de caballeros. You know what, dude? I think uh, I think that deserves a beer. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, but, but here's okay. Let me ask you guys this: Would you rather only get rid of Geo or get rid of both and have two the, uh, no. and have the two DPS? Only, only I get to. Only I get to 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 to, to ask the would oh, you oh, rather? Oh, 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 no, oh, and I already oh, answered I this. Like I answered this yeah, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, Bobby did. Yeah, Bobby did. Bobby You have to lose both, then then so be it. Then no, you well, which lose. which would no no, not that if you would be okay with that. I'm saying if it was up to you, would you take the two DPS or would you just take the one? If it meant keeping Jonah, which would you which would you choose? Wait, if you had the choice of either the, or, either or. If, yeah, if you had the choice oh, of I could either not. get rid of both players and have two DP slots open or just, or just get rid of Geo and keep Jonah yeah. and have one DP slot open, which one would you prefer? Which one would you do? It's tough because if you get rid of yeah, uh, there's it, an it, it, uh, it is if tough. Get it rid is of tough. Gio, if you get rid of Geo, you know you have a known you have known quantity in, in Jonathan. But does Jonathan have a bad season because you jettison his brother? Uh, does he hold any kind of animosity toward you, toward the club, and doesn't try as hard? On the other hand, you have these two DP slots, and now you have a chance. You have a chance to go out and sign two players. But are those two players going to work out? Am I going to be better? You know, am I going to be better yeah. off one or the other? I think. In, I think if it were up to me, I jettison Geo, I keep Jonathan, and I do everything in my power to keep Jonathan happy, minus Geo. Bobby, get rid of both. Just clean slate. I love Jonah. He did a great. He did great work last season. Uh, he's, uh, but no, nah, it's just it's 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 all right. Let's get that two. Let's get those two free DP spots and see what we can do with that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really torn between them. It it really is a toss up. I think ultimately I would probably keep Jonah only because we know that the pair and, and you know and again this is if Dominic Kinnear stays within and it doesn't really matter because it. Uh, 
at the end of the, of the day, the head coach is ultimately responsible for what happens on the field. Dominic Kinnear was on uh, the bench under Siggy, and it wasn't until he became head coach that he put Leggett um, with uh, with Jonathan Dos Santos, and it worked beautifully. If you were to keep those two players paired up in that midfield, knowing how well it worked, and in the system that Porter runs box-to-box, well, you know that those two guys are capable of doing that. I would say you'd have to keep Jonah. And yes, you'd have to do everything you can to make sure he stays happy. But it seems that Jonathan is a better player anyway, and it seems like he's a more professional one. He seems Indeed. to be more. Yeah. He seems to be more mentally um, fitter. Well, you know, he doesn't. He he. I I don't think that Jonathan is. There's a lot of stories out there about Jonathan going to go, you know, hang out at Magic right. City, allegedly, right. with, the, with the MLS Cup, you know. Hey, man, everybody <laughs> has to go to Magic City. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. All right. Um, so one last thing, um, and then and then we got to wrap it up. Uh, but there's a very strong rumor, uh, and, and this is according to uh, Corner of the Galaxy, not, not only is there a lot of smoke, but there is also flames. In this MLS transfers. Yes, and MLS transfers as well. But uh, Josh has also commented on this. Uh, former Galaxy midfielder Juninho could be returning. How do you guys feel about bringing Juninho back? See, now I want to go back on the whole Jonah thing because now I want Jonah in the lineup with Juninho. <laughs> right? That would be, he would be <laughs> yeah. a good partner, especially in a box-to-box system. Yep. Well, the, 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 the funny thing is, is that uh, one of the other things that we talked about was that are you? If you're signing Juninho, does that mean that you're jettisoning jo- Jonathan and Jonah? Is that, that that has that already happened, or is that already in the works? Because why bring in Juninho if you're not have you know you have Perry Kitchen? He's under contract. Sure, but, if, but if you have the but if you have the chance to bring in to bring back Juninho, uh, I think yeah, because he's not going to be very expensive. You could probably get him in for like Carrasco money. You bring him in, yeah, because I, because I, I don't. Because I don't think as much as we love Juninho when he was when he played in Chicago next to Dax, who is one of the best uh, defensive midfielders in in the league, that didn't turn out well. So, you know, I, I think you bring him in as a as a as a Baggio type guy or like a like a Carrasco type guy. So, um, I guess you spin the roulette, right? Do you pair him up with? Jonah? Do you pair him up with Legit? Do you pair him up with Kitchen? Um, I, I mean, the, the, the interesting thing is, is that uh, I mean, we talked. He was free rolling at the end of the season. He he was playing like he wasn't playing for a job. He, the guy could do anything he wants. You're going to see Shelvick in the starting lineup next season, presumably that if he's still uh, with the Galaxy. I, I don't. I mean, there was no way that anyone's going to pick up that million dollar contract in the draft. I don't think anyone's going to pick up that contract in any sort of trade. Um, same goes for Perry Kitchen. The guy's making way too much money for anybody to go ahead and pick up his contract. You're well, not going to see these players on the bench. They're going to be starting. Kitchen is going to be somewhere in that lineup, in that starting lineup. So, but you look at you look at like Cincinnati picked up Roland Lamar. I think he was making like 800k. But he, but yeah, but none of our guys went in that. You know, none of us. I'm sorry, none of our guys were picked in that right, expansion right. draft, and I think that was pretty predictable it didn't really look like anyone with the exception of maybe chris pontius was in real risk of being chosen in that draft and even chris pontius was like i think it's even less than 50 percent chance i want to say it was more like a 30 percent chance that uh, or less 
that he would have been picked. But he was the one that was most likely to have been picked. The, uh, every Galaxy player was pretty much safe fr- from that draft. Kitchen is not going any. I doubt that Kitchen goes anywhere. He's going to be in that starting lineup because guess what? He makes way too much money to just be sitting on the bench and just be a role player. This isn't Atlanta. Yeah, I, I really doubt that that you would get happen. That, Lewis. He, he would. He, so, so at the end of the day, you're going to have to say, well, look, you're not just pairing up Juninho with. Let's see who he works out best with. You're going to have to put Kitchen somewhere in that lineup, and. Junina doesn't really, you know, at that point, you got to figure, well, with Jonah and Legit, and, you know, maybe I think you still pick up Bajo, you know, I, I, maybe for cheap. I don't know. I would have, I'd rather have Juninho oh, of course, over Baggio. 100%. Over Baggio. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's, but, that's yeah. not even an argument. But I think I think the case you you make the case for keeping Jonathan, if nothing else, to continue the uh, the 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 budding relationship that we're seeing on their, on the galaxy's, uh, herbal life trip in Jakarta, uh, Eric Vieira, uh, the Portuguese hammer himself has been posting videos of Jonathan and Ima Boateng, like hanging out and being buddy, buddy together. Apparently they're singing karaoke, uh, on, on their trip. So I think you keep them together just for that re- for the entertainment value to see the, the two buddy, buddy, uh, things going on there. Sure. <laughs> all right well, all right and on that note let's end, let's end it here let's end it here all right guys well thank you for listening this is la is our house episode 142 i'm here with david and lewis good night everybody can i say one last thing oh god good night good night guys <laughs> no, say it, say it. i want to know what it no, is that's what it was it's good. that's what he oh. that's what it was it was, it was good night because <laughs> i got a story about a puppy oh my god i don't want to tell bye <laughs> thank you for listening to la is our house Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.